I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries The Warriors needed to respond in game 2 after their terrible loss in game 1 uh, an insane loss in game 1 the fourth quarter especially for the Celtics was red hot and they needed to respond and they needed to respond quickly or else they would have been toned down and respond they did led by Steph Curry's 29 points Draymond Green uh, performance which did not really show on the stat sheet but he was incredible in this game yeah. and their defense which restricted Boston Celtics to just 88 points all about game 2 in today's episode Whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast join us Tanvi and Shlok We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy mindset and everything sport So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday only on the IVM Podcast Network Trust us it's going to be lit Let's talk about this game uh, just finished a couple of hours ago Warriors winning 107 to 88 Steph 29 points Jordan Poole 17 Looney got 12 points uh, he was missing in the game he was missing in the first game uh, Tatum responded with 28 of his own points but uh, Jalen Brown had 17 out of which I think 13 came in the first 5 minutes of the game so he pretty much had an off night and the Warriors defense looked like the Warriors defense we knew from the regular season one of the best in the league and They needed to respond and responded it. What adjustments did you see in this game that were not there in game one? And how how do you think the Warriors just convi- I mean convincingly won this game? Yeah, first of all, the Celtics just folded in the second half. It's quite yeah. the opposite of what happened uh, in the first half. The Warriors made adjustments, man. It's the same adjustments you'd expect them to make because what the Celtics did in game one wasn't a tactical masterclass. There were a few slip ups here and there from the Warriors. But frankly, can you even call them slip-ups? Like, who expects Hoffer and Derek White yeah. to go off like that, right? So, it happens. It's like that. Remember that game where the um, where the Lakers beat the Clippers, and it was I don't even remember his name. No, the guy who missed the bubble, the three and D guy who who hit a who hit like seven threes in that game, and they won that match. Yeah, was exactly. It Bradley, I think so. I think it was every Bradley. So, but exactly. See, we don't even remember his name. We're not even sure. <laughs> That's the kind of player that that beat. No, I mean I don't want to shit on Hoffer too much, but he he is a bit of an out of syllabus uh, subject as was Derek White. Um, but you you did see some more heat on Hoffer on that corner three that so it's like right. it made some impact. The the Warriors showed some respect. Also, it didn't help that Hoffer in general was uh, just had a complete off night, which frankly didn't we all expect that? I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think he even attempted a single three. Did yeah, he? I mean, yeah, uh, like they no. they pressured him and Hoffer yeah, is the guy who takes open shots. Yeah, and correct. he did not get anything open today. Yeah, and that that took away a bit of that uh, X factor. And then I thought they defended. I, I thought they defended both the the guards particularly well, uh, Brown and Tatum. Now Tatum yeah. being Tatum still went off from three. That's where he got the bulk of his points. Um, but I thought they did a good job, good job on him. And and they really made him pay on the defensive end too. I don't think Tatum had quite the yeah. game that he was hoping to have. Um, yep, we finished with uh, minus plus minus of minus thirty yeah, six, yeah. which is yeah. the lowest ever in an NBA Finals in history. Yikes! Okay then, wow, <laughs> <laughs> ouch! So there yep. you go. Yep. Yeah, but no yep. support, man. There's just uh, Derek White still still got in a few threes here and there, but you know, too little, too late. I was 
um, he just had no support. Uh, Golden State defended better. Took out all of the other X factors. They said it's the good old way, right? You said this guy is not going to beat me. This guy is not going to beat me. All right, you go ahead. Except they flipped it. Normally, you do that to superstars. You say, okay, James Harden is not beating me. Get the ball out of his hands. I'll live and die by, you know, PJ Tucker shooting seven threes in the Rockets team or whatever. Uh, here it was the other way around. Like, Al Horford and Derek White are not beating me one more time in this series. <laughs> Get the ball out of their hands. <laughs> Let Jason Tatum shoot. Um, they pull it off. And look, it, it helps that uh, Warriors, by the way, had their own woes. They, the defense won them this game. I know they caught fire here and there from, from three and Jordan Poole came to the party and all that. But um, two things that were noticeable <clears throat> was they still stick with this um, Clay as the starter version, as they should. I'm not by any means suggesting Clay should be benched. Um, but sometimes I feel like there's a bit of a, it's too late in the season to sit on pride. That's, mm-hmm. that's my take. <clears throat> it's mm-hmm. too, um, late in the season to sit on ceremony. I thought Clay could have been moved out a little earlier when, when he was just stinking it up, shots weren't going in, just not his night. Um, they could have maybe experimented a little more with the backcourt. I get that Jordan Poole is a sized, uh, horrible size mismatch against yeah. the Celtics and, and defensively they'll just toy around with him. Um, yeah. But this is the second half we're talking about. They could have, I felt, maybe brought in Poole a little early. I mean, no harm, no foul. They won the game in the end but in closer games, all these things will begin to pay uh, because Clay was at- atrocious. His shooting was just Yeah, he was atrocious. In the, in the fourth quarter when the benches were emptied and all the reserves were on the court, Clay was still playing because I think uh, Kerr <laughs> wanted to get him a few shots and yeah, bring his right. confidence up. But even those were not going and he ended up with 4 of 19 or something yeah, of that sort. Right. Uh, he was just, nothing was going and he was missing yeah. layups as well. <laughs> After uh, three was, threes were not going and he was driving and not making those either. Fortunately, he got right. two free throws at the end that made him double digit uh, <laughs> <laughs> the double digit scoreline, but yeah, he had a bad night. But I think he was great on defense. He was guarding Tatum for a long time, and I think he made, uh, like you said, he made life tough for Tatum. And uh-huh. uh, Jalen Brown, uh, he got thirteen of his uh, seventeen points in the first six minutes of the game, if I remember. He went yeah, off and then three just... of three. <laughs> yeah, and then Draymond got into his head. They got into a little bit of altercation, and then uh, Jalen Brown didn't look like Jalen Brown he, again. He, it, this close to getting tossed, by the way, Draymond. Yet yep, another. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, he, he plays around with that line, right? I mean, you know that there's a limit that the referees will take, and he toys around with that. Uh, I think he was really good. Uh, just finished with nine points, seven rebounds. No, he's amazing. He was really good on defense. Yeah. You could see right from, I think, the first minute where he just was aggressive on Horford, got a jump ball right away, and then you knew that, okay, Draymond is locked in for this game. This is not going to be another bad Draymond Green, uh, Draymond Green game because if he had a bad game, then the Warriors would have been 2-0 down because you know that yeah. Steph would go and get his 30 points, which he did. So, Draymond needed to show up and he did. And uh, he had a great game. And Looney as well, he finished with 12 points, 6 of 6 shooting. Uh, obviously, those 6 were like dunks and lobs and lobs yeah. to him. But... Efficient. I mean, that's what you expect of Loon. You don't expect him to get a 25-point game. 12 points, 7 rebounds. I think you'll live with that. Great game for Looney. Poole, like you said, showed up. And GP2 returned today and he was great on defense as well. He was efficient. Got 3 shots, 3 out of 3. Uh, did his job well. And pretty much everyone except Clay, I think, did their jobs well, which pretty much sealed the game for the Warriors today. I think the turning point for me in this game, if you look at the turnovers, the Warriors just had like 12 turnovers. The Celtics had 18 turnovers. The Warriors had 15 steals, by the way. Yeah. And 33 points of those 18 turnovers that the Celtics made. Uh, the steals leading to turnovers, turnovers leading to the points of turnovers. That's where the game was won. I mean, such a big swing in the that stat category yeah. because everything else seems uh, uh, 
bang on i mean they're equal they're matched Including evenly throughout threes, like, right like every shot yeah, 15 every of 37 yeah, yeah yep exactly 15 of 37 on that the field goals i think the warriors were a little higher but everything else was like equally matched it was this points of yeah. turnovers that swung the game for the warriors and that showed in their great defense today i think incredibly turnovers might just decide this entire series because um the, this warrior side is so good and this is with a struggling clay with a jordan pool that um uh, you know they're not too enthusiastic about giving mad minutes he's a bit of a tyler hero situation where defensively oh my god but then attack wise yeah. you know solid it's probably exactly he's, he's the black tyler hero but um <laughs> I, i think turnovers have been that one chink in the armor that one thing that gets exposed every now and then because whenever they lose back they lose back because turnovers are just out of yeah. control um for the warriors I, more than i i love the steals uh, reminiscent of what miami did um earlier on in the playoffs i love that um points points of turnovers is a given if if they get turnovers in their favor the warriors have amazing transition offense and they, this every team goes down in transition there's lobs there's strong finishes at the rim with the warriors is like everyone can pull up from wherever in transition yeah. <laughs> so that gives them just yep. that added edge um but i think even more than the turnovers they got maybe they don't get that every game maybe they don't get as many steals celtics will be a little more careful with the ball but so long as they can limit their own turnovers and not give away cheap points this is a tough team to beat i thought the celtics yep. shot the three pretty well um on yeah. the night 40 41% almost Yeah, it was but you got no shot. Like I said, it's the wrong team to be going into, you know, with that strategy of we're going to outshoot them from beyond the arc. And today it showed all they were do is retain their usual discipline on defense. Limit their turnovers and then anything else, anything else is a is a bonus over and above that. Absolutely. And like you said, I mean they just eliminated their X factors. In the previous game, Smart, Horford and Derek White combined for 15 threes of 23 attempts. 15 of 23 by the way. Yeah. And today they combined for 16 points and that was the difference. So, Marcus Smart just had two by the way. Where was he? I, I even forgot that he played today. He just had two points. Yeah, that was that was an amazing disappearing act by the way. I just realized now that you brought him up, I haven't even mentioned him. I don't remember him playing this game. <laughs> Hello, it's been another great week on the IBM Podcasts Network. On Cyrus Says Cock and Bull, Cyrus, Naveen, Priyanka and Abbas discuss rapper Sidhu Moosewala being shot dead in Punjab. On Edges and Sledges, Ashwin, DJ and Varun review IPL 2022 and discuss how the Gujarat Titans lifted their title in the first year. On Simplify, Tony talks to Nivedita Prakasham on how to make it in stand-up comedy. On all things policy, the Takshashila folk discuss how trade policies can be harnessed by India to improve its existing ecosystem. And on the life manifesto, Zarina shares the benefits of being spontaneous. We've got some exciting news for you. IVM Podcasts has just launched its merch and our first line is out now. Head to the IVM Podcasts website and click on the shop tab to check out our first collection of t-shirts. Do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. Also, don't forget to rate us on any platform you're listening on. And you can also check us out on YouTube. We're also doing a small listener survey to better understand how you respond to our shows and advertising on the network. We would really appreciate it if you could spare a few minutes to fill it out. It helps us build better shows for you. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week: SBI Life Insurance, Jupiter, a digital banking app, Cap Gemini, get the future you want, Intel V Pro, built for business, and Intel. Future banana wonderful. 
with Intel powered laptops. Yeah, he, he, I mean even on defense, right? He's usually the guy who's always on your best player and he's fouling him and putting him in tough spots and what not. He just was not there today. Uh, I don't know where he is. It's a tough team to defend the, this one. It's not yeah. because yeah. usually you have that one or two alphas uh, who can shoot out the dribble, who can do this and that and whatever. You know, like yeah. if you're if you're playing the Nets or, or say the Sixers, for instance, this year's Sixers, at their best, everyone fit. Embiid, somebody's got to pick him up, and then Smart has Harden. That's pretty much how it yeah. goes. Or or Tatum, or one of them will rotate, but largely Smart has Harden. He knows what to do. Amazing offensive player of the dribble, whatever. They're playing the Bucks. He knows he has Drew Holiday, um, and and these are all players that that can play make to a certain extent. Harden can play make to an excellent extent, but. In general, playmakers to a certain extent, but they're good scorers. They, uh, someone's good at the step back three. Somebody's good at mid range, going to the left, all of that. These are things that you can learn. These are things that you can try and contain, um, try and mitigate. With the Warriors, first the range is unlimited. Yeah. Then their offense is so fluid. It's also something that's been steady for so long, um, philosophically, that it's sort yeah. of like going up against Phil Jackson's triangle. It's been set mm-hmm. for too long you're still kind of developing your defense against that. So there's so much off-the-ball movement, screens and double screens, staggered screens. Then on top of that, people can shoot off the dribble. Steph Curry can dribble the ball. Probably only and only Kyrie Irving uh, handles the ball better than Steph Curry. And even that's an argument. Um, so it, it's it's a little tough. It's a little too much to ask of Marcus Smart. But if anyone can do what he is, he's, he should be the guy. Kundo yeah, defensive player of the year for a reason. Yeah, uh, fuck off. <laughs> What a travesty, man. <laughs> uh, but if you had to go into this game predicting a winner, I think you would have picked the Warriors because after, especially after the game one loss, you need you knew that the desperation would show in this game. And you, would you would have, have, yeah, you would have penciled in a Warriors win. So it was more like a job well done. Uh, yeah. Job expected to be done, job well done. Now, going to Boston for Game 3 and Game 4, what, ex- what adjustments do you expect Boston to make uh, so that they can counter this Warriors? And as you always said, the playoffs is... Uh, it's like a chess game, right? I mean, it's about adjusting to someone's adjustments. Uh, what what adjustment do you see the Celtics making and how do you think the Warriors will respond? Uh, do you think they can get a game or maybe even two going to Boston? Yeah, I thought there were as many strategic... There weren't that many strategic misses so much as just they had a bad night. Um, a lot of players didn't shoot it very well and they had turnovers. It's tough to come back from that despite their amazing three shooting. Um, it's tough to come back from that. If I'm not wrong, I think the Boston offense generated more shots than uh, than than Golden mm-hmm. State also. But just it didn't work out because too many turnovers. They gave away cheap points, easy points. Whereas they had to work to get their points because they had to generate an offense each time. Um, I think they've got to do what the Warriors did in Game Two, which is first limit turnovers. That's step one to anything. In the playoffs, nothing will crush you worse than cheap turnovers and not being able to get rebounds. These are the two things that yeah. you just the softer aspects of the game, but they'll ruin your chances. They've got to get those. Um, uh, if they can do that, I think they can still take the fight to the Warriors. If if I were Udoka, I'd be looking to to keep Clay on, on the court uh, as much as possible. He's not having a good uh, run of form. I know the risk is he'll have that one Clay game where he goes off, but uh, you're up against it anyway. So keep Clay on the court as much as possible. If Jordan Poole comes, uh, attack, attack, attack. They've got to target Jordan Poole the way teams target uh, Luka or, or James Harden or any other... Yeah. You know, attacking player with with very little to no uh, no defense. Um, that's got to be the strategy. Uh, that and you know, try and get uh, try and get guys open again for three. I think Hawford etc. got a little too much attention. Can you maybe tweak the rotation, get others open for three? I think that that can be explored. But by and large, you, just limit those turnovers, mm-hmm. man. This is a, you can't survive with that. 
Are you picking the Celtics or the Warriors for this game? Warriors, Warriors. I'm uh, next game Warriors. For sure. <laughs> okay, okay. I I don't know. It's going to be a it's it's the matchup where you get the lead in the series, right? So and yeah. Celtics have that slight advantage because they're playing at home, but they've not had a great home run in this playoffs. They've won more away games than home games. Yeah. So I don't know if that home advantage counts for a lot. The Celtics crowd is known to be loud and boisterous, boisterous. So. Uh, yeah. That's the thing, though, right? These guys have seen so many of these crowds, uh, the Golden State yeah. teams. And yeah. It's just it's whatever. I think there's yeah, more that's... riding on the look. If you are Jason Tatum, you're already the preeminent superstar on that franchise. It, I don't know. I don't know how much hunger is he has. He's quite stoic that way. It's tough to read him. Yeah. Um, I'm not yeah. quite sure how much hunger he has because uh, I mean he's repping Kobe. It's got to count for something, but. Um, he's already established himself this season firmly as he's the man. Now, this is his team, now undisputed. Like Embiid did in Philadelphia, right? Then, he got this team to a finals. He's got them to a bunch of conference finals as as a baby in the league. And then, now, here he is in the finals. And he's 20, what, 3, something like that? He's got a whole... Yeah, 24, I think. Yeah, yeah, whole life ahead of him. Versus Steph Curry, back-to-back MVPs or whatever, two-time MVP, whatever he has. One of them, the only unanimous MVP ever. Uh, threes don't even start. Greatest shooter, undisputed, <laughs> all time. Blah blah blah. Redefined the game. Redefined the position. Did all that. Won three rings in four or five trips to the finals. That's a staggering profile. And yet people are going to say without KD or nothing, without this guy or nothing. Iggy saved your ass. Uh, LeBron yeah. exposed you that season. There's, and he's got limited chances. I think there's a lot more riding on the line for Steph. Because he's walking that tightrope on one side is your career's brushed aside. I mean, it's acknowledged, but not to the extent that it should be, which is he should be a top 10 all-time minimum guy in recognition. Yeah. And the other side is maybe top five, maybe top three undisputed. I don't know. One chip, two chips, you're really in the conversation now. So, yeah, yeah I think he's got more to lose than Tatum and more experience. That's kind of why I'm banking on the Warriors. Agreed. Agreed. I think uh, Steph seems locked in. I think he really is fighting like he yeah, wants that finals MVP. Locked. Just yeah. <laughs> him and Raymond. Yeah, that's I mean, him and Raymond. I mean, that's all you need. Sometimes it's a two-on-five game because they're passing to each other, setting screens for each other, and then yeah, Steph yeah. is shooting. Uh, no, it's two-on-five yeah. with one person scoring all the points as well. <laughs> so yeah. it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But um, as always, great fun talking to you. That's all on today's episode. I'll catch you after game three on Wednesday. All right, man. Cheers. See you. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media. We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ, Varun, and me, Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fan's point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us, sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure, and fascinating parts of the world. 
and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website, or wherever you get your podcast from.